Build Your Church. Um, it's just a reminder of who we are in Christ and where our foundation is. Um, it's an anthem for us to remember what He's done, um, to praise Him and commemorate what He's done for us um, and who we are in Him. Um, so I pray that it would build you up this morning. Chief cornerstone, no other foundation can we build upon, not philosophy, nor the wisdom of men, all other ground is
Lord, we just thank you this morning for being here in this room with us, um, for the ability to gather together as your church and praise your name and to commemorate all the things that you've done um, and how you're working among us. I pray that we would be useful for your kingdom, that we would make a difference in this world and impact our community. Um, and I just thank you for what we have in you and for this family that we have in you, um, that we never have to walk alone in this life.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you for never failing us, for keeping your promises, for keeping your word. I just pray that you would be in this place and that you would be glorified by our worship, by um, the message that's going to come, by the words that we speak, that you would be honored and glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. We are so glad you are here to worship with us today. If you're visiting, have prayer requests, or just want to connect with us, please text the word CONNECT to 904-441-6900. You'll receive a link to a website with options to choose from. Ladies, today is the last day to sign up for our Sojourners Women's event on Saturday, November 4th. Our guest speaker and worship will focus on finding our paths through our journey in this world headed to destination heaven. Stop by our table in the atrium to learn more or to purchase tickets. This coming Wednesday is the Lifehouse Night of Worship in the Sanctuary at 6 p.m. Lastly, next Sunday is the time change, so enjoy your extra hour of sleep and try not to come to church an hour early. <laughs> Last Tuesday at the well, we packed uh, shoeboxes for Operation Christmas Child, and we're just so thankful for the generosity of this church. So if you feel led to give today, you can text CONNECT to 904-441-6900 to explore your options. Let's pray over the offering. Dear Lord, I thank you for this time to come together and to worship you, and I thank you for the generosity of this church. I pray that the offering would be used to glorify you in any way possible. Amen. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. My name is Julia, and I have the privilege of leading our college and young adult ministry here at Anastasia Church. And if you didn't know it, you are here at the Well Sunday. Um, thank you for letting us take over the services, leading you in worship, announcements. And in a minute, you're going to hear from some of our college students and our young adults. Um, before I turn it over to them, though, um, I don't know if you read all of Pastor Walter's emails 
from beginning to end like I do. But last night, he um, sent out an email about the orphanage that our church supports in Haiti. And there has been an increase in gang violence in that area where they have had to move the children at night out of the orphanage, put them up in different housing. And it's just um, not a great situation with that and what's happening in Israel and what's happening in Maine. I think we would be, um, it'd be good to take a time to just come before the Lord and to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ across the world. As we saw in that video from Ecclesiastes, there is a time for everything, but man, it's hard. So if you will, please join me in praying for our orphanage in Haiti. Pray with, for those students. Pray for those families who lost loved ones in Maine, for those who are fighting in Israel. Let's pray together. God, we don't understand why there's turmoil. We don't understand why from our vantage point, it seems that evil continues to come and even when Lord, but we know you are our solid rock. You are our firm foundation. And Lord, I pray for the Haiti orphanage specifically right now, Lord, that you would bring a peace there to the leaders, that they would have a peace that only you can bring that they can give comfort to those students whose lives are in turmoil, Lord, that you would bring an end to the violence so that they can have something as simple as a good education, Lord, and a safe place to lay their head at night. And Lord, we lift up our brothers and sisters in Israel as they are continuing in turmoil and just be with them, Lord. Be with them whether they Know you're there or not, God. Make it ever present that your hand is upon them, Lord. And Lord, the, we don't understand what would lead someone to take the life of another person. But as we mourn with those in Maine this morning, God, I pray that you would draw close to them, that they would feel our prayers and they would take comfort in you alone. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. As I said, my name is Julia. I have the privilege of leading our young adult ministry. And I've asked a few of them to share with you this morning. We have been going through the book of Ecclesiastes on Tuesday nights, chapter by chapter, digging in verse by verse to see what it is God wants us to learn. And so I've asked them to, um, in light of Ecclesiastes, in light of looking through these chapters, to share with you how God has been moving in their lives. And I am so blessed and honored by them, and I know that you will too. So you please help me welcome our Well students. Morning, church. It's a good day to be in the house of the Lord, is it not? Can I get an amen? Um, so as Julia said, we are just some of the, some of the kids in, in the college group, and it was very... She specifically has chosen each one of us because of we're in unique seasons, and, and Ecclesiastes is all about seasons, and especially Ecclesiastes chapter 3 deals with, you know, there's a season for everything. Um, and so uh, my name is Nate Vance, and I'm going to introduce to my left, this is Bella, and this is Alex, and they're going to share a little bit about what season they're in. 
um, right now. So. so, like you said, my name is Bella. Um, I'm a freshman at the University of North Florida, and I'm majoring in elementary education. Good morning, church. My name is Alex Cabezas, and I am 22 years old, and I recently graduated from the University of North Florida. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, again, I'm Nate Vance, and the season that I'm kind of in right now is uh, I'm a newlywed to my beautiful wife in the front row. You sat right there. I had to do it. Um, and... Also, I'm still in school, and I'm honestly just trying to figure out my place. And I'm in school for ministry. I'm trying to figure out the place where God would have me to be. Um, and so I just have a few questions to ask um, my fellow college mates. Uh, and so for question one, I just want to know, how have you seen God working uh, in the season? Where have you seen God working um, in the season of your life right now? So I just started at North Florida, and I decided that I was going to take a break from working so I could get used to my schedule and like get used to my classes and make sure everything was okay before I got a job. So I left my job that I had been at for a very long time, which was hard to do on its own. And once I finally got used to all my classes, I was like, okay, I need to start making some money. So I'm going to get a job. And I was walking around campus one day and I got offered this job and it was like, in my mind, I was like, oh, this is great. Like, this is the best job I could have as a college student. And everybody around me was kind of like, uh, you might want to double check before you start there. But I went ahead and I did it for like a week or two. And I was on the phone with one of my friends and I was like, I don't like this. I can't do this. But I also couldn't think of a reason that would be better to believe other than I don't like this. So I tried to stay, but I just knew it wasn't going to last and I wasn't going to be happy. Um, and a few days after I had that conversation with my friend, I was on the phone with my mom and she sent me a text that Miss Honley had sent at Anastasia Academy, and it was like, we're looking for new employees to help with the kids, and my mom sent it to me, and I immediately was like, okay, text her, like, that's what I want to do, because like I said, I wanted to major in elementary education, so it was perfect to be with the kids, um, and she immediately reached out and was like, you're perfect, like, we'll take you, so I was like, all right, great, um, so it definitely was a much better path, and it showed that God was there, and he was going to give me a much better job than I had originally thought I was going to have. No, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it was literally, it's right in your alley. It's the, the ministry you want to be in with kids, and yeah, I think a lot of times, uh, I mean, I've had jobs before where I didn't like them, but that's not always the best reason to not have the job, especially when you're in school and you have bills to pay and all those things. So, um, no, that's awesome. Thank you for being vulnerable. What about you, Alex? What, uh, what, how, is, how have you seen God move in, in your life right now? So as a recent graduate, um, a huge trial that I'm facing currently is having to have patience because um, one of my big goals ever since I started college was to become a physician and get into medical school. So it's a long, it's a very long process and it's a huge extended timeline as well. Um, one thing that has stayed consistent throughout, though, is my optimism and persistence in doing it. And I owe that to what God has given me. Um, I believe that God gives you the desires that you want if you submit to him, and that's supported by Psalms 37, 3 through 4. 
which if you would turn to your Bibles. And Psalm 37, 4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. And what I believe that means is God doesn't just give you whatever you want. He plants what he wants in you. And uh, that's part of the reason why I'm still committed and driven to what I'm currently doing. Yeah. Amen. No, that's good. A lot of people could probably use that verse for the for what you said in the beginning, like, I can get whatever I want, but that's good that God placed that desire in your heart, and so he will bring that out because it's his purpose and his plan, and so that's, that's beautiful. Um, and I know for the season I'm in right now, I'm just, I'm constantly, I'm at school, but I'm also, I'm serving, I'm, I'm in the youth, and I serve in the, in the college group, and I'm just constantly serving and, and, and serving, and um, it's been, it's been hard, but it's been beautiful, um, and I've seen God God works so much, um, especially in, in the, the young teenage guys. I, I lead a small group for 10th and 11th grade guys. Uh, shout out to them. They're awesome, um, and I love them so much. And it's been amazing to watch them grow and watch them move um, and for them to be vulnerable with me and text me and be like, hey, Nate, can you pray for me? Like, that's so encouraging, um, and, and I really feel that. Uh, that that's a sign of God working in their life and working through me, um, of all people, uh, to, to speak to these kids. And um, Paul in Philippians, he's writing to the, to the church of Philippi and he writes this in Philippians chapter two, uh, verses 14 through uh, 17. Uh, Do all things without grumblings or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith. I am glad and rejoice with you all. And I feel the same sentiments when it comes to these kids um, as he felt for the church of Philippi. I am just pouring and pouring and pouring out on them because I want to see God work in their life and I want to I want to see them be built up and I want to see them follow God for the rest of their life. Um, so that's been a huge blessing where, where God has worked in my life. Um, Amen. So for the next question I want to ask y'all um, is obviously God, God is working and that's amazing, but there's also fears and disappointments that come in, in life. It, and, and there's seasons that are hard. And so um, what fears and disappointments have you faced in this season so far? Um, so when going to school, I originally was like, I'm going to pick my school based off of where I want to go to cheer. Because I've literally cheered for as long as I can remember. And that was the only thing that I ever really liked. And that's all I wanted to do. So I was like, I don't really care what school it is as long as they have a good cheer program and I can enjoy it. Um, so I was telling that to one of my somebody in my family and they were like mm, you might not want, you might not want to do that um, because I had gotten onto a cheer team but I was like this isn't really the best school for me like do I go cheer there do I not and they were like probably not and so I found 
UNF's cheer team, and they were very welcoming. They were so kind. Um, I was like, this is perfect. Like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to cheer. That's it. Um, then I found out right before tryouts that they only needed, like, one or two people in the position that I was in. So I was like, my chances are very, very slim. Um, so I went to tryouts, and <laughs> I made it um, pretty far to the last day. And on the last day, she told us, um, I don't mean to offend you if you're religious, but you need to think about what would Nikki do? And that kind of just like threw me off because her name is Nikki. And I was like, okay, that's okay. Then we're in the car and we get the notification of who made the team and I didn't make it. And I was instantly like crushed because I was like, I've already done everything I need to do to go to the school. Like this was my only choice. Um, and I was devastated for days on days on days. And then um, the practice schedule came out and I'm still friends with a few of the girls on the team and they were showing it to me. They have practices on Sundays and Tuesdays. So if I were to make the team, I would not be able to attend the well or church on Sunday. So it was definitely a blessing in disguise that I was not on that team. That's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Praise God. And what about, what about you, Alex? What fears or disappointments have you dealt with? So when I first started college, um, it, was, it was kind of a big decision for me to want to uh, become a physician and get into medical school. Um, and when I was like 18 years old, I realized or I thought to myself, wait a minute, I'm not that smart. Back in high school, I graduated, I think, like, top 50% or whatever in my class, so uh, yeah, but uh, I was really fearful of taking um, the different science classes that you had to take for medical school, and it was, to me, that was a task that I had to really climb over, <laughs> and uh, Eventually, I realized that my identity isn't in, like, taking those classes and fulfilling my goals. It's in Christ and what he wants me to do. And that really helped me a lot with, um, with being able to overcome those challenges. And there's also a verse by an old friend uh, that that's been told to me recently. Um, it comes from Philippians 4, 8 through 9, and it's been a huge drive of mine to, to live my life. So if you would turn there. It says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is any praise, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. And that's kind of how I've been living my life for these past four or five years. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you both. Yeah, in both of y'all, I think there is a theme, and I think even in our generation, I think there's a theme of 
uh, what is my identity? And I think a lot of times we place our identity in the things of this world and occupations and um, in cheer, in, you know, becoming a physician. And those are great goals and aspirations, but it's good to have the foundation of, oh, no, my identity is in Christ. Like, no matter what I do, I will always be Jesus' and he will always be mine. And that's just a beautiful, um, beautiful picture that you all painted. Um, I know for me, I've dealt with the same things with, with fears and disappointments, especially working with teenagers. It can be, it can be rough. Um, I love them so much, and there's so much blessing, but there's also so much heartache because you look at them and I'm, and I'm not very old, but I can look back on high school and be like, I was, I was where you were. I know what mistakes you're going to make. Like, please don't make the same mistakes. And I know that some of you look at us and you're thinking the same thing. Don't make the same mistakes that we made. And so it can, (laughs) it can be so discouraging at times. And, um, but you know, it, it's in those moments of, of discouragement that, that God always seems to know when I'm going to be discouraged. And God always seems to know when, when life's going to get really hard because he brings these, these just gems, these, these just beautiful moments um, within the kids where they just come to me and say thank you or they just pray with me. Or, or I just get a text from somebody who loves me and who's like, hey, I just want you to know I love you and that I think you're doing amazing. And, and again, like God just uses those things to, to keep us going in each of those seasons, which I is just amazing. Um, So next question, which kind of leans into that. Looking back as King Solomon, what wisdom have you learned? So basically, what would you tell younger Bella and younger Alex today? Definitely to stop stressing. I literally stress over every little thing in my life. Like every detail, I have, there was something that I just was like, what if this happens? What if that happens? And I don't remember where I was, but somebody handed me an index card with the verse, first Peter five, seven, and it says, cast all your anxieties onto him because he cares for you. And that index card has sat on my win or on my mirror since then, because I look at it every single day and I have to keep telling myself over and over again, that's the truth. And That's what I need to remember because when I stop stressing, things turn out much better than when I'm thinking about what could go wrong, what could happen if I do this. So definitely to keep reminding myself of that verse. Amen. I think we could all not stress as much. Um, What about you, Alex? Uh, What would you tell younger Alex? Oh, man. I'd uh, (laughs) probably... Uh, this would probably be something I'd tell myself when I was probably ever since 15, 16, 17, 18. Um, and it's uh, surround yourself with godly people. Surround yourself with people who will encourage you. Surround yourself with people who work with you, who want to grow alongside God with you. And that's really important. Paul in First Thessalonians um, 5 through 11 said, encourage one another and bring each other up. So, um, you know, studying, it makes studying for a very long time. It could be really lonely sometimes. And um, it really helps a lot to encourage other people and then in turn those people will encourage you that's good yeah amen um also uh this is really important jesus commanded us to serve others to be in relationship with others to make other disciples and uh, that's what he wants us to do 
Amen. That's a great commission. No, exactly. And Jesus modeled that perfectly in his life. Um, I know for me, for young Nate, I guess, there's so many things I could say to him. But um, probably the biggest thing that I would say is, you know, uh, going off of the fear and discouragement, I think sometimes we always take those things, those bad things that happen in life, and we just always see them as bad. Um, when sometimes those things are there to build us up, those things are actually there to purify us and, and sanctify us more um, as believers. And so I think of uh, James uh, 1 verse 2, which just says, Count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect. And so, you know, take those moments in life, those hard seasons in life, and know God's got something on the other side. God doesn't put you through things for no reason. There isn't, there, there, God just doesn't do that. That's not who he is. There's always a purpose and a plan and a fulfillment that's going to come. Um, so, yeah, just count it all joy, whatever it is. Um, so, finally, my last question, and you kind of hit on this, Alex, is how has the well helped you um, through the season that you're in? So I started in youth here, and I knew I was going to go to school, but no matter what, I was still going to come back because I'm not much of a people person, but being here, they were, there was definitely people that I loved being around, and they built me, they lifted me up whenever I needed it. So I, was, I knew I was still going to keep coming to the well, even if I have to drive every Tuesday to come. I don't really care. Um, and on last week we were in Ecclesiastes four and verses nine through 10 say two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. If they're, if either of them fall down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help. And when I first started at UNF, I only have classes on Mondays and Wednesdays. So I spent a lot of time in my dorm by myself. So coming to the well, it definitely showed me that there's people for me and I'm not alone um, in different times of my life. And it definitely felt like it, but every Tuesday I was reminded, you're not alone. There's somebody there with you. Amen. Amen. That's good. What about, um, what about you, Alex? Uh, how has the well helped you through the season? So the well has been a huge blessing in my life. Um, when I first started coming, it was during a time where socially I put all my eggs in one basket. And usually that's not a very good idea because people leave. And, you know, during, it was during the pandemic and I was, I was pretty lonely at the time. So when I first started coming here, um, the first day I came here, I, I was really planning not to come back. And, you know, I, I talked to several of the people there, and I introduced myself, and we talked about things that we're doing, you know, goals and aspirations. And I saw that everybody was so encouraging and really had their heart for the Lord. And that really changed my mind into, I've practically come almost every week now. There's barely been a week that I've missed. Um, it's also been a huge honor working with all these people in service of what God has done in this church. And it's something that I hope to be continuing doing up until that I eventually have to leave and God takes me somewhere else. 
No, amen. Yeah, I thank you both for your vulnerability um, in that and for, for sharing that. And I'm glad the well has, has been that for you. And, and I've had the same experience. Um, I was, COVID had everybody lost and lonely and, and it was it was hard. But I remember my first time coming back to church was the well. And it was my first introduction. And yeah, they, they just wore their heart on their sleeves and they just loved, they just loved us. And they didn't even know who I am. <laughs> and they just loved. And it was so beautiful and such a mark of what Christians are supposed to be. We're supposed to be known by love, um, by the love of Jesus. And so I just, yeah, the well has been such, such a blessing. Um, and, and again, you know, we, the well wouldn't be possible without y'all, uh, without you guys meeting on Sundays and, and giving and caring. Um, and even with this new building for generations to come, I mean, you are literally creating a space for college and for high school and for middle school and for uh, elementary all the way down. Like you're, you're, you're funding this building that's going to help and bring people to Jesus literally for generations to come. And we're so thankful for all of your generosity and for your love. Um, and again, this would, none of this would be possible without it. So we thank you guys. Um, we thank you for the opportunity to be up here. Uh, I'm going to pray us out. Thank you both for your vulnerability. Can we, can we get you. a round of applause for Bella and Alex? Thank you both. Um, all right, I'm going to pray us out and then we'll, we're going to do a song. Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to come together in your house and just love on one another and praise you um, and be vulnerable um, about our lives and the seasons we're in and the different and the difficult seasons, the easy seasons, and Lord, that we would just encourage one another and build each other up as you've called us to do. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. And be with us this week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, um, as we come to a close of our service, I just want to share that you might have heard these three amazing young adults, college students share their testimony and think, wow, what great people they are. And I will say they are great people, but it's not because they're great people that they're able to talk to you and share with you how the Lord is moving in their life. It's because there was a time in each of their lives where they said, I can't do this on my own. I need you, Jesus. And there, I, there's people that have poured into them, that have shared the gospel, that have told them about the love of Christ. And they came to that realization that they're not enough. They can't do it on their own. And it's through the power of Jesus that they can actually be made whole. And I wanna encourage you this morning that if you're sitting here thinking, I'm a pretty good person. Maybe you're a decent person. Maybe you're thinking that was not my college experience and that's still not my college experience. I wanna tell you that there's a hope for you. It's the same hope that each of these students found. It's the same hope that I found and his name is Jesus. And he said that we were all lost to our transgressions, to our sins. Not a single one of us are good enough to have community and fellowship with him on our own. And he sent his son, Jesus, to live a perfect life, to die on the cross. And here's the good news. Jesus didn't stay dead on the cross, but he rose again and defeated sin. And you have the opportunity this morning, if you've never put your faith in Jesus, if you have never said, yes, Lord, I want to be with you. I wanna be in fellowship with you. Forgive me 
of my past. My future is you. You can do that this morning. I want to encourage you as we sing this last song, come up. I'd be happy to pray with you. We have people that will be right under the lighthouse that will be happy to pray with you and share more about the good news of Jesus. And if you have made that decision, you're all in for Jesus. The next step for you is baptism. And what a celebration it is to put our sins down in the water and to come up clean and new again. I remember just this past summer being at the beach when Bella was baptized and rejoicing with her. And you can also have that hope. So there, we're going to sing. I encourage you, pray at your seats, come forward. If you don't know Jesus, do not leave this room without talking to someone and putting your faith in him. Say
ministry team is a round of applause. Thank you so much for leading. Thank you, Julia, for your leadership. Uh, we're just so incredibly proud of them. I want to introduce you to two people just before we, we leave here. David and Alyssa Gervin, if you guys will come out. You know, one of the things that we really try to do here at Anastasia, that as we have new leaders emerging and launching, uh, we want to bless them. We want to come alongside of them. And David and Alyssa are going to be starting a life group on Thursday nights. Um, it's going to be a word and dinner. It's going to be special fellowship every other Thursday night. David and Alyssa have a heart for discipling uh, believers in Christ Jesus. And they uh, have a, a missionary background, have a heart for the Lord. And so we're excited for them. If you're looking for a small group, Thursday nights, every other Thursday, it's all age groups. They're going to be in the atrium right by our connect wall. If you want a little more information, ask about it. They're in our life group booklet on off-campus groups. But one of the things we believe in is blessing them and sending them out in the name of Jesus. So I want to ask you right now, will you just lift your hands up as an act of blessing them? And we're going to pray over them. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for David and Alyssa. Thank you for their heart to serve you. Lord, as they step out in faith and trust you and start this small group in their home, Lord, I pray that you would bless it immensely. God, I pray that you would use them in power, God, as they, they look to share the word, God, and share deeper understanding of what it means to follow you as Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that you would use them in power and boldness. May their home be a sanctuary for those who are looking to be fed and hungry. Lord, may you send them out in power. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Come see David and Alyssa. They're going to be right out here at the Connect Wall, but be praying for them. And if you're looking for a life group, it's a great opportunity. God bless you, church. Have a great week.